morning. Good morning. Will you please turn in your hymnals to hymn number six? Come thou almighty king. Let's stand together as we begin our worship this morning. Hymn number six. reading, please open to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. They just stoned Stephen to death. He prayed, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. They know not what they do. Acts 8 verse 1 and Saul Tarsus Saul was consenting unto his death and at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him as for Saul he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsy, and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Let's pray together. Father, you compassed us about with trials and hedges. Lead us where it pleases you, Lord, and allow us to preach Christ. When he's preached, allow us to rejoice with one accord. Take the demons out of us and their frailties and our ailments and put those aside and give us a new creation that worships him. What a blessed day it is when we see our Savior. Thank you for this hour, Lord. Be with us as you promised you will be. 
It's in Christ's name we ask. Amen. again to hymn number 257. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. 257. songs and I thought in my head it was close one page over it's well with my soul and I was thinking I'm glad it wasn't that this morning because I could stall a long time on that song <laughs> I could tell you all about it. what happened in 1873 <laughs> when Horatio's family was drowned I could tell you a lot about it old brother Bliss and his time and how we have my redeemer that was found in a trunk after his train crashed off of a bridge it collapsed and he run back in to save his wife and he was burned to death but the trunk survived and in there was the words to I will sing unto my redeemer but it didn't have any music to it and I go on and on I'm going to quit stalling Genesis 24 Genesis 24 while you turn there uh, first of the First Sunday will be next week. Uh, we won't have a meal here in October. We'll kind of save up for November. Uh, I'm going to smoke turkey this year. We'll, we'll claim it now. Y'all be happy. Uh, no meal 
next weekend, but we will on the first of first Sunday in November. Um, coming up in November, also the twelfth and thirteenth, they're having a conference at Grace Baptist Church of the Ozarks. My dear friend, brother Eric Flutter is there. Uh, they've been there a couple of years now. Been there a few years, and they're finally able to have my conference. And brother Donnie Bell, Larry Chris, and Darvin Pruitt will be there to to preach for them. So. If for some reason you're in Missouri, I would encourage you or someone you know to go there. There'll be plenty of plenty of water and meal and oil there. Be good for you. All right, Genesis 24. Looking for a wife. I got just a few notes I'm going to give you, and then we're going to go through this text. I pray the Lord's with us. I feel like my brook is just about dried up, uh, and I pray he'll be with us. I'm going to give you the people here characters in this story. Eleazar sent to go look for a bride for Isaac. Eleazar had to be humbled first. He'd been a servant of Abraham for over 50 years. And Abraham prayed to God. And his servants heard him. (laughs) He commanded his house well. Didn't he? (laughs) God said so. God made him. Eleazar sitting right there. He heard Abraham pray, Lord, you promised me a seed. All I got's Eleazar. <laughs> Am I good enough? What about me? Why not me? Right? He didn't, it's not recorded, but he's a flesh and blood like I am. For 50 years, a servant was there. He didn't pitch a fit and take his toys and go home. He didn't say, well, if I don't get to do it my way, I ain't going to do it. He stayed right there with his master, right there where the word of God was, and he served. He served. Not much is said about him, and I can't wait to meet him. You know what he's going to tell us? Everything the Lord did for him. He's a faithful, faithful servant. He served Abraham for 50 years, and he's got one more thing to do. Abraham's going to have him do one more task. So Abraham in this story we're going to look at. Eliezer goes to get Rebekah for Isaac. Abraham's the father. That's God the father. Isaac, his son, his only son that he loves, that's Christ. Eleazar is the messenger, the ambassador, the servant of the house of Abraham. He sent, he sent to preach. He sent, he didn't nominate himself. Some other man didn't put hands on him and ordain him through some pagan ceremony. He sent, the father sent him. And he's taught, he's taught what to look for and what to do. He's given his charge. The angel goes before He's going to say, what if this woman don't listen to me? And the father speaks to the messenger and says, my angel's going before. That's God, the Holy Spirit. Well, if she don't listen, you just tell her what I tell you to say. And if they don't listen, your hands are clean. Dust your shoes off. House of the kingdom of God's come nigh unto you. Pack your bags and go. You're all right. And Rebecca is the one he goes to get. That's the bride of the son. You see that? That's plain, isn't it? That's the church of God. That's the Lord's bride. Song of Solomon, all of it. This one's pretty, (laughs) real pretty. Isaac's going to like her. She's beautiful just like his mother was. And a servant comes individually to this woman, but this is the same for every member of the Lord's body. Everyone his bride. This is what happened to me. If God's going to save you, he decides he's going to do it. (laughs) He's pleased to save you. The servant's sole mission is to present the bride to the son. It's to go and tell what's to be told. And if the spirit goes before and makes the bride willing in the day of his power, he's just to bring the bride back and say, there's a son. I've been telling about your son the whole time. There's a son. It's like Paul said, I'm going to pre- present you a chaste virgin. Like she was. He takes them back to where Abraham and Isaac are. Not the land where they are in, where Rebecca's in, not in the Chaldees. He takes her to another land, the promised land. He goes with her. He's there with her, and he presents her. We've got 67 verses here, and I'll try to keep it to 30 seconds or less apiece, okay? We'll see what happens. You're, you're looking at my outline. You ready? Genesis 24. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. What did we just say? Abraham, as a physical man, 
as a picture of the Father, He's going to die. You're going to die. You get that? It's a picture. He's a picture of the Lord. And He's old. He's stricken in age. We just sang about the Ancient of Days, didn't we? The one from everlasting that always was. He's the Father. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, He's that's the strongest in the house, let him be the servant. That ruled over all that he had. Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. We'll make a serious covenant, an intimate covenant. And I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but thou shalt go into my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. You're my servant. Here's what I want you to do. You go get a bride for my son. Now, I don't want you taken out of this promised land I'm already in. That's where, that's where Isaac is right now. That's where Abraham is right now. Don't you take it of the angels. Don't you take it of, of, of some creation the Lord had. You go to my country. You go to my kindred. And you go take a, take a wife for Isaac. What, what, what's that? That's where we are. How was Adam made? He was made in the likeness of God, wasn't he? His, Christ's bride is bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Just as mine is. He said, and you don't go take it of the beast of the field. You don't go take it of the birds of the air. That's what Adam went through. And the Lord said, one of these is going to be help for you. And there wasn't one of them that fit. There wasn't one of them that do. They were all promised. They are all given to the Lord in that perfect garden. He had to make one of him, of him from his country, from his bone, from his DNA. But he tells his servant, he said, you go take a bride for my son out of my country, out of my kindred. It's going to be just like Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Oh, that's a good question. That's a, it's a good servant. He don't just blindly go, whoop de doo We'll see what has not fatalistic. He asks good questions, doesn't he? I'm going to go down there and I'm going to go find a wife for your son. She ain't never seen you. She don't know a story about you. She ain't never seen your son. She don't know what he looks like. Don't know how he is. She don't know this land. She's never been here. Don't even know what it smells like, looks like, how the wind is, the rain, the climate, nothing. And she don't have the, She don't know about these riches I'm going to tell about. <laughs> what comfort she's going to have. And the love that's here, the kind household that I grew up in for 50 years. Well, if she don't believe, who's going to believe my report? Who's going to believe my report? Peradventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me into this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from which thou camest? Well, if she don't hear me, but do I need to bring Isaac? If I go look for a wife and I can't find one, should I take Isaac and make him come back again to this land he was born out of? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bringest not my son thither again. Don't you dare take Isaac back down there. Does Christ have to die one more time? He shed his blood once, didn't he? That's what that means. There's, where there's remission of sin, it's, it's, it's removed as far as the east is from the west. Where his blood is shed, there ain't no going back. We'll tell about it. We'll proclaim it. But there's no going back and doing this again. It means that. But this also means the Lord's not coming back to this earth. He came here. He died, lived here. He died here for his people. And he's risen again. He'll come back in His glory, but He's not going to come back to this cursed ground and set up a kingdom. This bride's going to go to Him. He's not subject to His bride. His bride is subject to Him. You get that? Well, we just don't want to go nowhere, so you've got to come to us. You ain't the bride. <laughs> we'll find a different one. Eleazar's asking these things. And Abraham said to him, Beware that thou not bring my son thither again. Why? The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house, verse 7, and from the land of my kindred, from the land and from which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. This one, you've heard about your whole life, Eleazar. Preached it to you. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. That's what's going to happen. 
this word that I'm going to send you with will not return to me void, is what Abraham's saying. And to ease your concerns. Because you're flesh and you're going to have them. You'll get up and preach and preach and preach and preach. And ain't nothing going to happen. It dries all over the place. But for your sake, Eleazar, and if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my son hither again. <laughs> don't, you, don't you go looking for signs and wonders. Don't you do that. You don't do that. If she won't hear you, dust your feet off. Paul said, I've, I've faithfully preached the gospel to you and all men's blood's cleared from my conscience. It's not on my hands. I've told you plainly. It ain't on me. And the servant put his hand, verse 9, in the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swear to him concerning that manner. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. There's a whole lot, like I said the other day, you can get into the numerology of of Abraham's bride, Sarah, being 127 years old, and you get so tangled up in numbers, you walk clean past Christ, can't you? He took ten camels. That was perfection and completion, seven plus three, whatever. But them camels was, was provision, and it was protection. It was a means of, of, of providence to move him. That's, they, them camels will surround him in a sandstorm, and their nostrils close and their eyes close. Keeps the sand out, and they'll just tuck up underneath them camels. He took perfect provision, perfect protection with him. He took that, but he took those from the goods of his master. It says, And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed, for all the goods of his master was in his hand. <laughs> what, good, what, what does the Lord restrain from us? Look at all the good stuff, all his promises in our hand, all his beauty. He's given to us. We see through a glass darkly, but we have that now, don't we? We have this treasure. It's a treasure. A treasure in earthen vessels. Mm. And he arose. He did what his master told him. He arose, and he went into Mesopotamia unto the city of Naor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of evening. The time when the women go out to draw water. He went to where the brides were. You get that? <laughs> he didn't go to where they weren't. Just like Elijah didn't go down there and say, well, I'm just going to, Lord may have some widow down here. I'm going to go looking. There's several people that take off in this world thinking that they're doing the Lord's bidding blindly. Well, I just, just like Jonah, if the Lord didn't want me going to Tarshish, there wouldn't have been a ticket. This must be it. I'm going to take off to the wild, wild west or wherever, the frozen north of the, Tropical South. I, I can't believe ain't more people wanting to be evangelists in Hawaii. That place is beautiful. Well, this is just where the Lord wants me. <laughs> no, he was sent here on purpose. And he used some good common sense. Where are you going to find a bride? Where the brides are. <laughs> where the women go to draw water. But he didn't just use common sense, did he? Verse 12. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day. And show kindness unto my master Abraham. He prayed. He showed up where the brides were. Doing what he was sent to do. And he said, Lord be with me. Lord be with me. Honor yourself. Honor our father. Bring, don't bring reproach on your name. You be with me. And behold, I stand here by the well of water. He wanted some proof. I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come and out to draw water. Let it come to pass. Lord, give me, give me, don't let me just sit here and spin in my wheels and doing something, looking for a woman that ain't there. You move me. You act on this. Make it, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Make it plain to me that you're blessing this word, that this is your will. Make it plain to me. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of all the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shalt I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. He said, whenever I'm going to go up to one of these women, I'll say, can I have drink water? Have we heard this before? Give me to drink. We've heard that, ain't we? That's what our Lord did to the Samaritan woman. 
That's what we just looked at Elijah with that widow. Give me, give me a drink of water. Sitting uncommon. This is common means, isn't it? This is foolish. Foolish means to people. The foolishness of preaching. Will you hear me? Lord, will you, you give me that woman, give her an attentive ear and make her willing in the day of your power to give me a drink of water. And let her be abundant. Let her be generous. And she goes and gets water for them camels too. Now, whenever I go up to one, I say, will you give me a drink of water? And she says, yeah, here, have a drink of water. You know what? I'm going to get some for your camels too. Then I'll know that that's the one because I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, Lord. Lord cursed those self-righteous Pharisees. They said, give us a sign. Show us you're the Christ. He said, you ain't getting no sign but the prophet Jonah. Thomas came to him. There's between sonship. <laughs> and he said, I ain't going to believe unless I touch your side. He said, come here, Thomas. Put your hand right there. <laughs> come here, brother. Eliezer said, Lord, show me. Do this. Please give me this. And, and that way I know because I want to honor my master. And I want to call out my future master, <laughs> Isaac. I want his bride. I want this to be the right one that you've chosen, that your spirits went ahead for him. I don't want to bring some harlot up here. Lord, you show me. This is precious. You ready? Verse 15. And it came to pass before he had done speaking. <laughs> they will call on me, and I will answer them while they yet speak. You know what the Lord said? Before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethulia, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother. Of his people, of his bone, of his bone, flesh, of his flesh, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon. She was beautiful, a virgin. Neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her. He ran to me. Lord, I ask you for this. There she is. And he took off running. Was he slothful? Was he slothful in business? He ran when the Lord told Philip, I got a eunuch down there, get after him. He ran. <laughs> oh, there she is. This might be the last saint God's going to call home. And then Eliezer gets to go home. I'm going to run. The race set before me. The servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee. I told you at last hour. Right now. Right now. Drink a little water out of that pitcher. I'm thirsty. It's been a long journey. You don't know where I come from. You don't know where I'm going, but I need a drink of water. Let me have a drink of water. And she said, drink. Drink, my Lord. She was respectful. And she gave him to drink. And she hasted. She's in a hustle too. And let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also. You just sat right there. You got enough? You look tired. Sit down. I'll take care of this. Who, who is this man? She don't know. That's the heart of God's people. That's the character of that new creation. Kind to strangers. Loving. How could that be? We were strangers. God was kind to us. We love with the love wherewith we have been loved. Do you see that? Or you don't. <laughs> Do you don't. Servant ran to meet her. She said, Let me pray. She said, Drink, my Lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I'll draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. She didn't just do one. She took care of all his camels. Camels drink a lot of water, don't they? That was an industrious woman. She might have been poor. She wasn't lazy. She might have been in a bad time. They had a well, and she did what she could, what the Lord had put in her hand to do, didn't she? She was creative. She hustled. Verse 21, And the man wondering at her held his peace to whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. I said, well, didn't he got exactly what he asked for, didn't he? Then he said, let this woman that comes, and I say drink, and she gives me a drink. And then she's going to say, I'm going to go get, take care of your camels. Let that be the one, that way I know I ain't coming in vain. So here comes this woman. <laughs> he said, give me a drink. She gives him a drink. And she says, you know what? Your camels look thirsty. Sit down. 
And she ran, sprinted to go fill them troughs up for all his camels. Not one or two of them. Boy, it was full-fledged. She completely took care of his camels. And now he waited. That's brilliant. That's God-given wisdom. As a, as a child of God, I knew once, I hadn't yet confessed Christ in believer's baptism. And it would have been easy for me to sway one way or the other. Tell them to hold off or tell them to hustle up. What in the world are you waiting for? Should I do this? Yeah, you should have done, been done. You should have done a long time ago. I had to wait. Not put my hand to it. Be patient. Not be too eager to, to, to keep somebody from serving the Lord or to, to push them into serving the Lord. That takes God-given wisdom is what that takes. And with all signs pointing to this is the woman, he says, well, let's wait. I'm going to wonder at her. I'm going to hold my peace and wait for the Lord to work. That's good, good advice. I hope he make me hold my peace. And it came to pass as the camels had done drinking that the man took a golden earring of a half shekel of weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold and said, whose daughter art thou? Here he's got a nice set of earring. He's got an earring and a nice set of bracelets. Whipping out the good stuff. But it's just a foretaste, isn't it? And it's just a little bit. Whose daughter are you? He's testing her. I met some people. I've heard a lot of messages. And there's some men that sound like they might preach the gospel. But we have an expression where I come from. They're anybody's dog that'll hunt. They'll get up and preach, oh, God's sovereign. And he saves the people and Christ gets all the glory. And they'll turn around to somebody else and say, well, now you've got to keep a day. I mean, it, you know, and they'll dabble in the works a little bit, and they'll dabble in the truth a little bit, and they'll go back and forth, and they'll go wherever they can just keep fed, devour widows, and have a whole bunch of long prayers and be called titles in public. This one said, whose daughter art you? She just said, I could have been, I'll be anybody's daughter you want me to be. How much them bracelets weigh? Them's heavy. <laughs> That's a whole lot of gold. <laughs> what are you wanting? She's honest. <clears throat> Whose daughter art thou? Verse 23. Tell me, I pray thee. Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? You see these? I can pay for a night's lodging. I have the means. The Lord's provided. And she said unto him, I'm the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Malka, which she bare unto Nahor. And she said, Moreover unto him, we have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. She told him plainly, I'll tell you who I am. I'm a Gentile girl from Ur of the Chaldees. We got plenty of room. You can bring your camels. We got plenty of straw. And we got plenty of feed for them. We got room for you too. Come on. This stranger. <laughs> Give me something to drink. Here you go. Let me take care of your camels. Can I stay at your place? Come on. She's given to hospitality, wouldn't she? And then some. And the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. Eleazar said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your, your provision. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth, I being in the way. Oh, I get in the way a lot. I being in the way. The Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house these things. What happened last time somebody's at a well we read? She, did she run and tell all the things that this man told her about herself? She did Samaritan woman, did she? Anybody listen? You know what happened? <laughs> Let me tell you something. This man prayed. I heard him. Whew. He knows God. She went and told him. Verse 29, Rebecca had a brother, and his name was Laban, and Laban ran out unto the man, unto the well. And it came to pass... When he saw the earring and the bracelets upon his sister's hands, that's when he started talking. And when he heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, saying, Thus spake the man unto me, and he came unto the man, and behold, he stood by the camels at the well. This guy's got a lot of camels. He's got some gold on him. And he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord. Wherefore standest there, standest without? Why you stand outside? Come on. We have prepared the house and room for the camels. And the man came in the house. And he girded his, ungirded his camels and gave him straw and provender for his camels and water to wash his feet and the men's feet that were with him. And there was set meat before him to eat. Eleazar is finally there. He's finally where he needs to be. 
And they said, here's a full spread for you, buddy. Come on in. We'll take care of everything. And he said, I will not eat until I have told my errand. I'm not going to eat. Did Elijah eat the biscuit and then tell her that God said so? He was proven with it. His, this servant was proven. So was Eleazar. He said, I'm going to give you the good news. Then we'll worry about dinner. <laughs> okay. Paul went down to Corinth. He said, what's wrong with you? Why y'all eating here at church? Ain't you got stuff? You got houses? Go eat there. He said, I want to know nothing among you save Christ and him crucified. That's number one business. Is that in crayon? I don't know how much. I, mean, I guess I can make it a little bit plainer. That's priority number one. He said, I ain't eating. Didn't he need to eat? Of course he's hungry. Hey, that's a long journey, buddy. Camels, he took care of the camels, didn't he? Take care of the Lord's house first. That's my master's. Well, you get them fed. I'll eat later. And he said, I'm going to tell my errand. And he said, speak on, her brother said. Verse 34, and he said, I'm Abraham's servant. The Lord, didn't he leave like 75 years? We, ain't there cousin Abraham? I know him. I'm Abraham's servant. The Lord hath blessed my master greatly. And he has become great. He hath given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, she bare a son to my master when she was old. And unto him hath he given all that he hath. You think he's just telling about Isaac to him? What do you mean by that? <laughs> this is a picture of Christ. That's what I'm here for. Now, I happen to be finding a physical Rebecca for a physical Isaac. I'm here to get a spiritual Rebecca for a spiritual Isaac. That's what I'm here for. He's put everything in his hand. And my master made me swear, verse 37, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of Canaanites, in whose land I dwell, but thou shalt go into my father's house, unto my kindred, and take a wife unto my sons. What's he telling? Exactly what he was told. Is that word for word? Is he telling what he thinks? Is he giving his heresy? His opinion, he's just telling what he was told. Verbatim, isn't he? And I said unto my master, Peradventure the woman will not follow me. What's he telling them? My doubts. My doubts. Not just the good stuff. Well, you ought to be strong in the faith like me. He's saying his doubts. What if I do all this and ain't nobody going to listen? Hmm. And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way, and thou shalt take a wife for my son of my kindred of my father's house. Then shall thou be clear from this oath when thou comest to my kindred. And if they give thee not one, thou shalt be clear from my oath. And I came this day into the well and said unto the Lord God of my master Abraham, Now if thou do prosper my way which I go, I prayed to God. I know I could be freed from this oath. I know what's right and lawful. I know I could be freed from this oath. And I petition God anyway. God save some souls. Bring your children to you. Bring your brides to your son. I, I could just thus say, I get up like Elijah. It ain't going to rain. It ain't going to be no dew till I say so. And then sit down. <laughs> go hide. Go find me a nice batch of ravens at a brook. Go sit next to. But Eliezer prayed, didn't he? He prayed, and he told him about it. And I came this day, verse 42, in the well, and, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, if now thou, thou do prosper, which way I go? Behold, I stand by the well of the water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin cometh forth to draw water, I say to her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water of thy pitcher to drink. And she saith unto me, Both drink thou, and I'll also draw for thy camels. Let the same be the woman whom the Lord hath appointed out for my master's son. And before I had done speaking in my heart, I was praying to God. It, should we just cut this out? Because it's already happened. Couldn't we just say, well, everything, he just told him everything that happened. That's important. This is the old, old story, isn't it? Do you want to hear something different? I don't. What if somebody's preached out of Ephesians 1 this morning? Oh, let me hear <laughs> I've heard my pastor preach out of that 30 times in my life. Will he do 31? I want to hear. He, he goes, he labors it. He rehearses this, as Brother Angus told us, isn't it? He rehearsed it. Verse 45, And before I had done speaking in my heart, behold, Rebecca came forth with her pitcher. There she was, the Lord provided. 
And she went down unto the well and drew water. And I said unto her, Let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste. Oh, she was diligent. And let down her pitcher from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I'll give thy camels drink also. So I drank. And she made the camels drink also. And I asked her and said, Whose daughter are you? She said, The daughter of Bethuel, Naor's son, whom Malchah bare unto him. And I put the earring upon her face and the bracelets upon her hands. And I bowed down my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me to the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. He told him verbatim what happened. You know how many times I've read that this week? I might go home this evening and read it one more time just for me. That's precious. That's precious. That's how God saves sinners. He sends a man preaching the gospel, praying for them people. Is that precious? Precious to me. He sends water. If, you're, if, you're, if you've been in a famine, you've been changed, you'd be glad to have you a pitcher. <laughs> now, verse 49. And now if you would deal kindly and truly with my master. He said, deal kindly and truly with me. No, he said, you deal kindly and truly with my master. That's who you're dealing with. Tell me. And if not, tell me. <laughs> that I may turn to the right hand or the left hand. You going to give me Rebecca to be Isaac's bride? Just say so. If it's yes, I'll go to the right. I'll head down and take her back to Isaac. And if it's no, I'll go to the next house. Something's been put in my hand to do, and I'm going to do it. Then Laban and Bethuel, verse 50, answered and said, The thing proceedeth from the Lord. We can't speak unto thee good or bad. This is God's doing. This is evident. It's obvious. Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord hath spoken. And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard the words, he worshipped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. And he also, to her brother, and to her mother precious things. Those precious things were for Rebecca, but the mother and brother got some too. There was some fruit that came out of that tree that benefited those around us. There's some people blessed in this world by proximity because the Lord uses this world like those black ravens to sustain his people. How could Rebecca be without a mother? She had a brother, and they're going to benefit by being around her. Because the Lord blessed her. And now whether that's in, in, in material things or countenance or forgiveness or just somebody that, that didn't waste a whole day being grumpy and that's just a little bit happy that day. That blesses other people, don't it? Either bless, he said, say so. Yea or nay, you either blessing or curse, ain't you? And they did eat and drink, verse 54, and he, he and the men that were with him and tarried all night. And they rose up in the morning. He said, send me away to my master. I'm going to leave, boys. Get them camels out. And her brother and her mother said, let the damsel abide with us a few days. That's translated a year. At the least 10, 10 months. Well, she needs to age a little bit more. We, we really like her. Now she's got a little bit of, got a little bit of money coming in. <laughs> she's got a little bit of benefit. Some diamonds and rubies, and uh, she's she's got a sugar daddy now, and we could probably benefit a whole lot more. So how about you just let her stay here with us? Because they ain't going nowhere. Did they pack up their stuff and go? <laughs> they said we're gonna be like Abraham. Get all your stuff, throw it on them, sell off everything, go to wherever this man is. I want to meet this Isaac and Abraham, who served the Lord and know Him. I want to be where God's preached, where Christ has preached. They didn't do that. Just let her stay with us, didn't they? And he said unto them, Hinder me not, seeing the Lord hath prospered my way. The Lord's in this. Don't you stop me. Send me away that I might go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire at her. We ain't going to turn her loose. We'll go see what she has to say. Because they got in her ear. You know, you could stay. I've been your brother your whole life. This is fame. We're blood. You don't know us, fella. Some guys come and talk about some man you ain't never seen and some place you're supposed to be living that you ain't never been to. 
He's got a lot of money, though. The fullness of the earth is his, it seems like. Won't you stay with us? Well, let's ask her, because it's been all night, hasn't it? They've been here, and they called Rebecca, verse 58, and said unto her, Wilt thou go with us, with this man? You going to go with him? You had it good, and now you got it better. And you got family here. We can eat Thanksgiving every year together. We can watch the Super Bowl together. You going to go with this fella? I mean, we like him. We can't, he don't bring no reproach on the gospel, but you going to go with him? And she said, I will go. Eleazar said, today is the day of salvation. You might not get it tomorrow. You may die tonight in your sleep. You going to bow to God now? You going to cry out to him? You going to worship him? Is he going to be in all your thoughts? Or is this going to be something we do for 45 minutes? And, Man, what y'all doing for lunch? Is Chili's open? I got a coupon. You see that? He said, today's the day of salvation. I'm leaving. Get her. Don't you hinder me. And I said, well, what are you going to do? She said, I will. Wilt thou be saved? Wilt thou be made whole? You're going to have to leave some stuff. You'll leave that nonsense now. I don't worship him behind. She said, I will. I'll go. She had faith. She had God-given faith. Wish the Lord give us some God-given faith to follow him. Are well, you going to go after that fella? Where's he going? He's going back to Abraham and Isaac, to the promised land. He's going to the Father. Well, Brother John Chapman was told one time, I said, you know, I said, you just follow Henry Mayhem. And he said, so what? <laughs> That's the most unbiblical thing. People quote stuff and they're just ignorant of the scriptures because they don't know God. What did Paul say? Follow me as I follow Christ. <laughs> well, what about those that follow Paul? Well, if we follow them, we're following Christ too, ain't we? I'm going to go where Eleazar went. I mean, I like him. I appreciate him. He's the one that brought me the good news. But he ain't the good news. I love my pastor. I mean, God used to speak to my heart. I love him. And you ain't going to say nothing bad about him. But he's just a man. I like him well. I like the God he preached. I want to go to a land I've never been to and meet a husband that loved me before I ever showed up. I got to hurt. Look, verse 61. Rebecca arose and her damsels, and they rode upon camels and followed the man. And the servant took Rebecca and went his way. They went together. And Isaac came from the way of the well of the Horei, for he dwelt in the south country, as they were coming towards the land of Canaan. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at eventide. This is a man of God. He went out to pray. Pray, Lord, you, you bring my bride to me. My father has sent that servant out to go get my bride. Bring her to me, as you promised you will. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. What's on the horizon? Ten camels. Look at that. Is that Eleazar? Huh. While he yet prayed, the Lord answered, didn't he? <laughs> Bring me, Rebecca. There she is. While he lifted up his eyes to behold his beloved, while he eyes the beloved, Rebecca lifted up her eyes when she saw Isaac. She didn't hide her garments. She eyed her beloved and lit off the camel. She got off the camel. She jumped down. What's that mean? She's up pretty high, wasn't she? Humble to the ground. She was brought, She saw her husband and was brought to the ground. If you see Christ, you're either going to have your head chopped off or you're going to bow at his feet. And every knee will bow. You get that? She humbled. She come down off her camel. For she said, for she had said unto the servant, Eleazar, what man is that walketh in the field to meet us? Who is that? <laughs> she had ever seen him? She didn't have to ever see him. She heard of him. And she's that, that one's different. There's something inside of me that knows that man's different. Who's that? Who's that? And the servant said, it's my master. That's the one I've been telling you about. He's my master. That's your husband. That's who he is. He sent me. Therefore, she took a veil and covered herself. Oh, don't look upon me. Hide yourself. Oh. Lord, I can't look you in the eye. There's no way. He was, he was better than she imagined. 
That long trip on them camels, she's probably daydreaming. I wonder how tall he is. I wonder what he looks like. I wonder if he's got a beard. I wonder if he's clean shaven or whatever. He's blonde headed or brown headed or what kind of eyes he's got. And there he was. And boy, he was so fair to look upon. She covered her face. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. I did what you told, Lord. <laughs> Just as the father commanded me, that's exactly what I did. And he rehearsed the story, didn't he? What's going to be the story in glory? Well, now we're in a post-millennial. Oh, hush. It's going to be the glory of Christ. He saved his people. He laid down his life for the sheep. He sent a man to tell me about it. To allure his bride. He sent his spirit ahead of time to work in the hearts of his people. Well, didn't Isaac know that? Yeah, he did. He told him anyway. <laughs> it's the only story he had. It's the only word he had. And the servant told Isaac all things he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah and she became his wife out of necessity. Well, the law demands it. I've got to do this because daddy made me. That's for daddy's glory, but that's what I'm doing it for. No! No! Took to Sarah's tent, took Rebecca, and she became his wife, and he loved her. <laughs> he loved... You ever seen two married people that's happy? That loved one? You ever seen a bride that just had eyes for her husband? It's a rare thing. You ever seen a husband that just, I mean, was enamored? Do you? Comes to mind. You still get a thrill when you see me come across a hill, do you? I do. It's precious when you see a husband and wife in love. I mean, just adore one another. There are several couples I'm thinking of right now. That's precious. Isaac loved Rebecca. What's that mean? Christ loves his bride. Not out of necessity, not out of duty, not out of law. He loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. All that wounding it took, <laughs> all that labor and work beforehand, and and that's because we just had a whole chapter on the burial of Sarah, wasn't it? And a lot of legwork in there. He's up forty years old, and he's still with his father. hadn't married a Canaanite yet, but working diligently, and all that work leading up to chapter twenty-four, and all that praying, intercession, intercession that he made for his bride. That was all eased. All those labor pains were gone because his love was there. You see that? The father sends a servant to go looking for a bride for his son. He don't know which one's his. She's got a big B on her forehead. <laughs> and so he talks to him. The Lord makes himself obvious that he's working because he provides a bride for his son. She's willing in the day of his power to go to him. And there's love there. That's what based the whole thing on. Is that precious to you? Go home and read that again. Dwell on that. Still one. Has the Lord came to you? Has he sent some old, hardly, Eliezer ain't even named here, a nameless servant, said, you ain't the heir. You're right. <laughs> Get to work. Okay. I got some questions. <laughs> Abraham loved. He sent that servant. Is he sent to you? Come to him. We'll go together to the day of his coming. Amen. All right, Brother Mark. Turn to hymn number 452. If you'll stand with me as we sing My Savior's Love. Hymn number 452. Yeah. 
Thank you. 